and um, nobody's going to feel sorry for us. Um, so uh, everyone can't wait to play us and kick our ass. You know, we've had a lot of success um, and a lot of fun, a lot of joy, you know, beating people over the years. And uh, teams don't forget that. What is he saying? He's not having any joy right now. Welcome to BetQL Daily. I'm Aaron Hawksworth, joined by Jim Rodriguez and Sean Levine. Gentlemen, thank you so much for being with us. We've got some Thursday night football. Um, we've got three amazing guests. We've got Alex Christensen, Jim Rude of Three Man Weave, and Patrick Everson of Vegas Insider. So a stacked show. The Joes you know, they just they just are chilling this week. They decided not to join us, but I'm so excited to be with you. Um, Sean, this is the first time we've had an opportunity to work together, so um, welcome, uh, J-Rod. We already know each other dating back to the summer, so looking forward to this. Um, yeah, so the Suns, man, they cannot win on the road. Or, sorry, the Warriors. They got beat by the Suns. 0-8 on the road, and, and the Warriors traditionally were a team that were good on the road, and now they just can't seem to figure things out. What a wasted opportunity. Steph drops 50, and they still can't get a W. Yeah, I think the... Go ahead, Jimbo. No, I think... I just want to point out that the best team NBA-wise in the state of California are the Sacramento Kings. I, I just want that to be known between the Lakers, the Clippers, the Warriors. Uh, uh, you know, it's the set. Mike Brown has done it again, you know, with tutelage under Steve Kerr. Listen, it's 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 a it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. What do they say? That the, the NBA season doesn't begin till Christmas, till after Christmas Day. Yeah. It is a little shocking though, that they're 0-8 to start on the road, a little bit of the hangover. Uh, you know, I think Father Time is undefeated. I think at the end of the day, they'll be there. And I think Steve Kerr nailed it, guys. I think when you play the Warriors, it's your Super Bowl. It's your NBA championship. You're usually going to be on national TV when you play the Warriors and you want to, you know, you're, you're paying back for the, for those old debts, those old beatdowns. Uh, but I think they'll be okay. I think it, it, it's like anything, you know, every once in a while you need to reboot your computer. I think the Warriors just need to a quick little restart. I think they got the Knicks on Friday night and that's always good for, for business. I don't know, Sean. I'm starting to think the Warriors might need to make another move, add another piece here. Um, it, it doesn't, seem to be working. I know this was eventually going to be Jordan Poole's team. I don't know if that's going to happen, but it seems like they need one more player. It does feel a little bit off right now with the Warriors. We're so used to such smooth sailing, right, for that basketball team. Everything always looks so pretty, and they're knocking down their threes, and they're winning 70-plus games and winning all these championships. You're right, Aaron. This does feel a little bit different, but also to Jim's point about Sacramento being the best team in California right now, Put your money on them then. Come on, bro. You don't believe that. It's early. I got the odds still in front of me. They got really long odds to win the finals. And Golden State, still the favorite as we speak, 7-1 to one to come out of the West. Right behind them, the Los Angeles Clippers. So I think that time, once, once we get a little bit deeper into this season, I bet we're going to look at it and look at Golden State. And they might not be in first place, but they're going to be probably one of those top four or five teams in the West and everything is going to be okay. I just think that it's early right now, but they'll get stuff figured out. It's the Warriors, guys. Yeah, they could figure it out because you know who 
we already know fits in well with them, Kevin Durant. He essentially called his entire starting lineup bums yesterday. I mean, it was outrageous. Listen to this. I mean, I had to do a double take. He said, you know, he basically said, look at our starting lineup. Edmund Sumner, Royce O'Neal, Joe Harris, Claxton, and me. It's not disrespect, but what are you expecting from that group? Wow. And he's supposed to be a leader. Even when Kevin Durant has, oh, I don't know, um, Russell Westbrook and, I don't know, James Harden and Kyrie Irving, when he's got all these guys, we're talking about top five, top ten players in the world, they're still not going out there winning championships. Let's just call it what it is. The only time that Kevin Durant was able to go out there and win a championship is with those aforementioned Warriors when he went running scared from Oklahoma City. So I think that sometimes we all need to look internally, Jim, right, and not look what's around us and see what we don't have, but what's the problem with us? And Kevin Durant is a great player, one of the best scorers in the history of the league and still probably a top five to ten player in the league. But can he win being the best player on his team? I think we're seeing the answer is no. Well, I think anytime you start a sentence with no disrespect, the huge amount of disrespect is to follow. And I was hoping with both Joes not being here today that I wouldn't hear that kind of comment out of Aaron. I mean, Joe O's not here. Joe G's not here. What do you want from me? But so so we're, we're hoping to, to carry the load here for you, Aaron. And, and guys, listen. You give up 153 points to the Sacramento Kings. You, to, to Sean's point, you've got to look internally. They, they got rid of their coach. Kyrie's, you know, doing Kyrie things. I think Kevin Durant literally is looking out the door right now, uh, and, and he's made his bed. It's tough to be a Brooklyn fan right now because there seems to be no light at the end of that tunnel. And the season, to your point, Sean, it just started. We're 15 games in, and already, you know, it, it hands up by Kevin Durant. Well, yeah, I mean, he requested a trade, and then it's like, oh, we spoke to the front office. Everything's good now. Then uh, Steve Nash is out. Uh, they they pass on to Doka because maybe that doesn't look like a good move. When everything else is up in flames around them, they might as well have gone there. It's just a complete disaster. But KD went on to say, and this is this might even be better than the first thing you said. You expect us to win because I'm out there. Yeah, Katie, you are the superstar. Exactly. We expect you to win because you are out there. You're the superstar who's supposed to get paid all this money. I can't remember who it was last year that said Katie is a bus rider not the bus driver, and that person was absolutely correct. He just wants to go out there, do his thing, but he's not going to be the bus driver. He's riding shotgun, though. I mean, he's got a good seat. He's just not driving the bus, and we've seen when he drives the bus, his teams can be I. They can be okay. They can win some games and get in the playoffs, but am I forgetting a time that Kevin Durant actually led a team deep into the playoffs or to the NBA Finals? Or did it just never happen? And I don't know what the Nets are supposed to do, J-Rod, because obviously they've got this great player still on the back end of his prime. And what do you do? I mean, do you do what you did with the rest of the squad? Just completely break it up and try to build it from anew? Because you've got Kevin Durant. You've tried building around him for years, different guys, different coaches, different methods, and nothing seems to work. What are they supposed to do? Yeah, I think this is where we're building that super team go by. We've seen it work. Uh, and now we've seen the other side of it. I, I think if, if you're Kevin Durant, I think selfishly, you're saying, listen, 
I've got X amount of years. I've got X amount of games, X amount of miles left on these tires. I need to win now. And, and a rebuilding is not something I want. That's why they didn't like Nash. That's why they wanted to, they got in Harden and the Harden thing didn't work. And then they went and got, you know, and now Ben Simmons. It, it's like, it's like, can oh, you God. find any more catastrophes to put on this team? I mean, ben so Simmons, bad. how is Ben Simmons the answer? I, I mean, we haven't even got to Ben Simmons and Kyrie. There is, this is like a soap opera you must follow. There is so much to unpack here. We could probably do like a whole hour. It's absolutely ridiculous. I saw this quote the other day. Oh, the Nets are growing frustrated with Ben Simmons. That's like a year too late. Are you kidding me? You're now growing frustrated? What? That's absurd to me that that's just now coming out. They're the, uh, they're the East Coast Lakers is what they are. Like, whoever thought it was a good idea to put this particular group of guys together and then make the trades that they did, it's just crazy. But from a betting perspective, the Nets, to begin the season, were right up there with all these other teams that we're talking about as favorites or co-favorites to at least come out of the East. And they are sinking like an anchor right now as far as their odds go. So, you know the old, you know, uh, if you're willing to play them when you can get the most odds out of them, now might be the time, although with the Brooklyn Nets, who knows when they hit rock bottom. I'm not sure that we've actually seen that just yet. <laughs> All right, let's no. talk a little college hoops. You know, Gonzaga gets slammed. Are they actually really that good? Man, Longhorns destroyed the Zags last night. Uh, Texas defense forced like 20 turnovers. Not a good look, you know, in a national spotlight for that Gonzaga team last night. 93-74, um, Longhorns just took it to Gonzaga. The funny know, part about the whole thing is you know. remember that there's been talk about Gonzaga joining the Big 12. That's why, they, yeah. you know, when they were in Austin, they had those kinds of meetings. Listen, if, if you're Mark Few, this is the beauty of college basketball as opposed to college football is that you get to play these teams. You know, we were talking before we went on the air, uh, Gonzaga's next game is against Kentucky. They, you know, when you play in the WCC, you wow. got to play these games to get yourself exposure. And listen, as long as you get to the dance, then you're in. There isn't that pressure because there aren't – there are so many more games, obviously, in college basketball. I like what what this what this does for them you know even if Gonzaga takes another beating against Kentucky that's fine they'll be there at the end they're going to win their conference and these are the games these are the struggles that help you win games in you know in March so I think it says more for Texas you know they came in 11th in the country now they are buoyed by this and all of a sudden the Longhorns you know we, we talked about how they were going to be pretty good in football that turned out to be eh, they're really going to be really good in basketball now and I don't know why that would surprise you because the Big 12 Conference, Rock Jock, Jayhawk, we're talking about not just them winning the national championship last year, but remember, Baylor won it the year before. You talk about mm -hmm. Gonzaga was maybe going to come to the Big 12. Well, guess who is coming? Houston, who right now is the favorite to win the national championship. And then you've got this Texas team who just went out there and put a beat down. It's not like they just beat them. That was an old-fashioned butt-whipping that they put on the Zags last night. you got TCU right now ranked at number 15. So... I got to tell yeah. you guys, I won a little bit of money on that last night. That was easy money. Uh, the Big 12, these teams are tested. And I know that it's early on in the season, but that goes both ways. Are we sure that this is the same Gonzaga team that we've seen in the last few years? Let's give that a little bit of time. So I think, like Jim said, it tells us more about Texas. That might be another legitimate team that if you're thinking about putting a few dollars down, a futures bet to win the national championship, 
you can get great odds on the Texas Longhorns. I love it. I had to blow the dust off Ken Palm. Hadn't checked that website in a while. And now Texas ranked number one, Kentucky two. Um, so we'll have more college basketball, more NBA later in the show. Um, but let's get to some MLB awards. Uh, Verlander, Alcantara, both named the Cy Young. What was your guys' reaction to that? Probably not much of a surprise to anyone. Not much of a surprise. What really got me more than anything is that both awards, Aaron and Sean, were unanimous. It's the first time since 1968 that both Cy Young Award winners were unanimous. And listen, I live in Miami. I saw Sandy in person three different times. I saw him beat the Braves. I saw him beat the Padres. And I saw him beat the Dodgers. All playoff teams and absolutely dominating. Now, you know, I got a little, I felt a little hurt for my boy Julio Urias, who led the league in ERA. He's got 37 wins the last two years and got third in the, in the Cy Young. It tells you how good of a year Alcantara had. And for Justin Verlander, Coming off the, the the Tommy John, I'll tell you what. Talk about timing is everything. Your free agent year, you win a Cy Young, and you win a World Series. Pay the man. I just wonder when he does get paid, how many years are going to be behind that contract because he is 39 years old, although he mm -hmm. also still happens to be probably the best pitcher in all of baseball who's just coming off of probably the best year that he's ever had. So I think he's going to have a long line of teams that are willing not just to give him the bag, but to give him the bag for a while. I think he's going to be good for the next few years. I think he's coming to the Dodgers because Lord knows we got guys that can't win in the World Series. So come to L.A. It'll be great. Add that to the rotation. It'll be great. <laughs> We also have so much NFL news to get to really quick. Uh, we thought there might be a quarterback controversy here in Washington. Turns out, not so much. The commanders are sticking with Heineke. Not a big surprise there that he keeps his job unless he has, which he probably will, uh, a, a bad performance coming up. It sounds like this is going to be his job uh, for now. We'll see. Which he probably will. <laughs> I mean, let's face it, Heineke is not elite here. He's not one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I don't know if he's an upgrade over Carson Wentz, but listen, uh, I mean, they're playing the Texans this week. I'm sure the good times will continue to roll for the Commanders. All right, coming up next, Alex Christensen at Sports Wager U. He is the VIP of Brown Bag Bets, Ace NBA Previews. We're going to dive into Thursday night football, um, and also we'll continue the NBA conversation what does he have to say about this Brooklyn Nets team? This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Uh, you can follow BetMGM across all socials at BetMGM and follow us at BetQL Daily. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.